Welcome to the In Honor podcast, where we honor people, places, and ideas. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Beeson. I'm another host, Aiden. And I'm Sid. This is part two of our conversation with Robbie Cook. If you would like context, please go to our episode one. We had so much fun talking with Robbie, we had to make this a two-parter. Enjoy the episode. So let me honor what I know. Let me honor what I don't, cause I want to love like you, want to love like you do, cause I know loving honor draws us close, loving honor draws us close. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, getting back into, into your, if you want to continue talking about your yeah. mom, um, how, how long did she struggle with Huntington's disease? So there's no cure. So yeah. it's just, it's sad, but it's kind of just a, <clears throat> like, that's, that's the end. Hmm. Um, and she had it for 14 years. Wow. So there's no, there's no treatment. There's just a pill that they give you to help. Uh, mitigate your symptoms. Wow. Uh, so f- for people who don't know, it's similar to Parkinson's disease. And I, I don't think you guys have ever seen anyone with Huntington's. Uh, Parkinson's is really shaky, like yeah. really shaky. Um, Huntington's, they call it Huntington's Korea, and the Korea stands for dance-like movements. Mm. Um, and so sh- she had very slow involuntary movements. So she mm. would twitch, but it wasn't the same as Parkinson's where she was shaky. But what it does is... Um, the, in your brain, there's uh, neuron or like your neurons, and they mm-hmm. pass packages back and forth to tell your body to do different things. Yeah. And essentially, all of your voluntary functions go. So all the functions that you think about, like moving your hand or moving your legs, those start to become hard to function. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, over time, it starts to affect the involuntary functions wow. little by little because you're it's like essentially capping the little neurons so they can't send the like signal back and forth wow. and. And so, like I said, it's just a pill to help mitigate the um, wow. yeah the symptoms. And she just she's super stubborn, or was stu- super stubborn. <laughs> so the fact that she did like fourteen years with that disease yeah. with no like there's no treatment, there's no possible cure. Yeah. She was just like, no, I'm just gonna live, and I'm gonna watch my kids grow up, even if it is from afar. Like I'm gonna be there. Like she. Yeah made it through my sister graduating high school and me graduating high school, my sister graduating college, mm-hmm. like, and she was there um, all the way up until, like, a year or two before I got married. And wow. she was yeah. there for my sister's first marriage. And, mm-hmm. I mean, she really, like, she really, yeah, she really pushed through to be there. And it was hard to see and it was hard to watch because at, at the very end of it, uh, she couldn't even really talk anymore. Mm-hmm. She couldn't say yes or no. I mean, Amanda got to meet her close to the end and that was, it was just really hard to see. And we, I would have to go with my sister just so we could, I would just have a conversation with my sister about what's going on in our life just so she could hear about it because I, it's so hard to talk to someone who can't respond. Yeah. You know, she couldn't even hold eye contact anymore oh. because of the Huntington's. It was just making wow. it like impossible for her eyes to focus on, on something which was so devastating to see. And I know she could hear and I know she could understand um, but I imagine at that point you start to go a little crazy yeah. as a person. Right. And I, I don't know what was going on in her brain. Mm. And, uh, you know, I pray and hope that she was saved and I hope that she gave her life to Christ. Yeah. Um, but I'll never know until yeah. I'm up there. 
Right. And, I, and I, I did. I had a conversation, but I was so new to the idea of Christianity and mm-hmm. what it meant to be saved. I had no real understanding of that. And so I asked her if she believed in God, and she said yes. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she used to sing in a choir that I always met at a church. And mm-hmm. I know she had some friends that were Christian. Mm-hmm. So I just really, really hope that that she got told the gospel yeah. and understood it and accepted Christ. Um, but that is just one of the reasons it's so important for us to preach the gospel in every aspect of our life in Absolutely. all places. And that <clears throat> that's really resonated with me because if you know, there's a lot of things I would change or go back and redo with her, but that is the one thing, like if I could redo something, it would just be preaching the gospel, the true mm-hmm. gospel and just telling her, mm-hmm. you know, like mom, I know that this is, not going to end the way we want it to end with you right. being healed because um, this disease just doesn't work like that. And mm-hmm. God can do miracles, but sometimes things happen because yeah. we have a free will and it's for yeah. uh, his glory and our good. Yeah. It's God's sovereignty. Yeah, exactly. And and so if I could just go back, it would seriously just be preach mm-hmm. the word to her and just be like, Mom, accept Christ. And I really hope she got that, like I said. Yeah, but yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so I hope she's... She said that she believed in God. I asked yeah. her... <clears throat> And she could kind of still say yeah at the time. <coughs> Man, my throat is all funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and she said yes, she believed in God. So I really mm-hmm. hope that there was something there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And everything you've ever told us about your mom, it, I really wish I could have met her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You speak so highly of her and... Honestly, she'd be a part of the friend group. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I would love that. I would love to see that. And so I also hope that she that she's in heaven because I would love, I, I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, it's, exactly. it's going to be so cool to to meet her and be like, oh, yeah, she is the prankster that yeah, Robbie, yeah. <laughs> it probably has always talked about. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of along those lines, your faith is extremely important to who you are and who you identify as and so let's dig into a little bit of that like what is your testimony what's your story how is that important to you and how has that changed you yeah so I mean you already know a little bit of the background like with growing up at the skate park and a mom who had Huntington's um and moved in with dad and stepmom and so I was just Sorry, my throat is just a little Quick weird. word from our sponsor. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, the ZZ plant that's in the middle of this table right now. Yeah. Um, but I was just a little lost as a kid. Um, I didn't get along with my stepmom well, and I didn't really get along with my step-siblings all that well. And just watching my mom increasingly get worse as a teenager, I was just like, what do I do? And for some reason, I never really... I was never really, like, spiteful or angry at God. Mm-hmm. I was just knew that this was something that couldn't be changed. And so it didn't... Surprisingly enough, I think... I think God's wisdom was with me at that time, even when I wasn't a believer. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Do you have your water? Yeah. I need water. <laughs> well, I mean, Thank like, you. you... Quick water break. Yeah. <laughs> saying that reminds me of when... People are going to hate me for saying this, but in the message version of... <laughs> uh, of Just going to laugh real quick at that. Yeah. Uh, but I like the way that Paul... Ta- it's talked about the way that Paul communicates. It's like the Holy Spirit is not something alienated, yeah. but is actually something that's within us. Yes. But it's within you as a believer. Yeah. So... I mean, I wasn't a believer yet, and I didn't... Maybe I had Christ. My dad would always 
uh, read to me Matthew. It mm. was his favorite book. He always loved mm. the way Matthew was just very analytical and very yeah. serious. And and so I got read Matthew a lot. And I got read, um, was it Matthew 6, 9, uh, the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. You always read yeah. it out of the King James Version because that's what he liked. That's <laughs> the version. It's the only yeah, way. Yeah, King James only is the way. But... <laughs> but it was, and you know, maybe there was something there, but I do think that God's hand was just on me at that time mm. because I wasn't spiteful and I wasn't angry yeah. at him, but I had some friends who invited me to Young Life, which Ben and Sydney are both a part of, yep. which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously not at the time, uh, <laughs> but I had some friends who invited me and I met Jim Stuck yeah. and I met a couple other leaders and it was just, it was kind of an instant like, whoa, this place is fun. These people are cool. But then at the same time, I was like, why are they so like, like there's something about them that I like and I want to know more about, but I don't know mm-hmm. what's different. And yeah. and you can tell if you're not Christian and you're around Christians, you can feel that. Like you just know. You're like mm-hmm. something feels like it's like I don't want to be a bad person around them. It's it's weird <laughs> and it's not the way as Christians we want to make people feel. Right. But it you just feel convicted around people who are Christian when they're, you know, they're not cussing and they're not mm-hmm. being obscene and they're not doing these things and you're like, "Oh, yeah, maybe I should watch my mouth. Maybe yeah. I should like and so it led me to like, well, there's got to be more to this feeling because I've always kind of felt that around people who are Christians. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I want to know more. And so I just kept going to life and kept having fun. Thanks to our sponsor, The Morning Coffee. Just like MSG, it makes everything better. A special thanks to... The son of Robbie and Amanda Cook, Jed, for being quiet and respectful throughout the recording of this episode, despite his fetal nature. But, so I started going to Young Life, and I ended up going to Young Life camp because they were like, yeah, you should come to camp. It's the best week of your life. So I did was the best week of my life. I had so much fun. And I gave my life to the Lord there, but I didn't know what that meant. So I've always been kind of on the fence of whether I really did, but I'm coming to terms with the, the idea that I think I did and God's uh, just worked through me from that time. Um, because I did, I gave my life to Jesus and was like, and I had somebody pray with me right after. You remember like the the meetings or like the, the evening the I've, one-on-ones? Not the one-on-ones, but like about? where the entire camp met and somebody oh, would like yeah, preach yeah, yeah. like a, a little sermon or like talk. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, mm. like a club talk and then there's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and even like now we do uh, something called like real life, things like that, where it's people giving their testimony as well. It was like a yeah. club talk and yeah. it was one of like, it was one of the leaders, I think he was a pastor, mm. um, but he gave a talk and I was like, you know, he gave a little kind of altar call and I was like, yeah, I do want to give my life to Jesus and I actually still have... From that night, they like you know do really fun things, and it kind of feels like you, mm. everybody's just like laughing mm-hmm. and you're yeah. jumping and you're listening to music, and they like threw out like a bunch of bouncy balls <laughs> in the middle of like That's all these sweet. kids, and I still have one of the bouncy balls from that night. Really? Yeah, which That's is cool. kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I didn't know what that meant at the time, but God just slowly worked through me, um, and worked in my heart, and I was still, uh, using marijuana, and I was mm. still drinking with my friends a lot, and mm-hmm. I was just not acting like a Christian. Mm. And I met my wife and she was like, I don't want to date someone who isn't Christian. And I was like, well, there's something about this girl that I really like. And it wasn't (laughs) her trying to be spiteful. She was just being honest and like, 
what was I, 19? Yeah, so, I mean, I Young Life Camp was, like, two years before that for mm. me. And, yeah. and I, you know, just a lot of life in there, just working, just hanging out with friends, just being kind of an idiot as a kid. It's like, <laughs> you know, just out of high school, yeah. I was working a, a good job, so I had, like, lots of money, and I could just do whatever I wanted and mm. live basically on my own. Get another bike. Like, yeah, just riding bikes a lot, hanging out with my friends. I was, like I said, smoking weed a lot and just doing things that were not uh, glorifying to God. Mm. And I met Amanda, and she was like, I want to be with someone who is Christian. And I was like, okay. I didn't really know what that meant. Mm. And she was like, you know, I want to, like, will you go to church with me? And I was like, okay. And I, it's kind of weird. I walked into church and they were playing a country song, but it was a really, okay. it's a really good country song. Mm. Um, it's called Long Black Train. I don't know if you, by Josh Turner. It's really I've good. It. And it's very convicting. It is actually. good. And Chad was singing that at church. And okay. I was like, I knew every word to that song because I grew up listening to it. Yeah. And I didn't understand it. And when I walked into church and heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think God just like timed it right. And yeah. yeah, but it was something that I was like, oh, maybe I should come back. And I just yeah. kept going with Amanda and her parents. And I was like, just changed. I was changed by the word and that, yeah. and changed by being with someone who would pray for me constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that, that has been a huge, huge blessing to me is having my wife who has really um, just helped me grow as a mm-hmm. believer. It has been amazing. Yeah. Um, she's really just pushed me to, to grow in my faith and push me to uh, get away from those sinful behaviors mm-hmm. and, and live as a Christian. Um, yeah. And she's been a great example of that. Yeah. I think that there needs to be like an emphasis too on, it's a very interesting conversation to say, I'm not, I don't want to be with you unless you're Christian. Um, because that could give an individual the wrong reason to follow Jesus. Yeah. And so it's been really cool to see how like God has worked in you and convicted you personally, rather than to be like, Oh, I just wanted to be with Amanda because or I just I just became Christians that way Amanda would like me back. And it was initially like that. Yeah. It was like mm. it was like, well, I'm not opposed to going to church. I've always kind of wanted to go, but I do really like this girl and mm-hmm. I want to see where this goes because it feels like something different. Yeah. Like I had never felt this feeling for someone before. And right. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go to church. And God was like, Okay, this is my chance. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna put people in your life who are gonna yeah. convict you and, and they're gonna right. preach the word and you're gonna hear things that are gonna change right. you and you're gonna be with someone who's gonna pray for you all the time. Like Amanda mm-hmm. prayed for me so much well, and still does. And part of your testimony is like when throughout our dating, because we did not have a good dating life. Yeah, I we were I don't really know how to like describe that, but especially we, like when your mom died. That yeah, was like huge. when my mom passed away when I was twenty. Um she passed away in 2016 mm-hmm. and I like kind of went off the deep end yeah. and I just like, we like broke up and I was talking to other girls or we were on a break and I shouldn't have been doing that. And it was really hurtful to Amanda and she prayed for me a lot, even though she didn't want to, wow. she was so angry, but she was still praying for me. And mm-hmm. without that, I don't know where I would be. It's like a righteous anger. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it really was. Yeah. And, I'm so thankful that she listened to God and prayed for me daily. Yeah. And it was, mm. that really changed me. And God really changed my heart after that time. Um, and Amanda was really like just stern and forward with me. Like, Hey, you know, you need to like get this figured out. Like for some reason she's like, I can't stop praying about you or for you. And like, she's like, I'm angry. I'm so mad at you. But I, for some reason, God just keeps telling me to pray. <clears throat> and without that, it would have been, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah power of prayer Mm -hmm. it's real so i'm curious we're talking about faith 
you have an awesome testimony. I think it's super powerful. Um, I kind of would like to talk about your dreams, kind of like what's the big dream, but how how do you also talk to God about those big dreams? Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of stories about how you know people pursuing something that they're really passionate about, but then God calls them to something else. And they actually have to, like, sacrifice. Yeah. I'm not saying that's happening mm-hmm. to you by any means, but, like, well, God your, did. What, is your, what is your big dream? And, like, how, how do you think faith intertwines with that? Yeah, God really did convict me of that. He, like, because I was kind of using mountain bikes and action sports as an idol. It was like, instead of going to God when I was sad or angry or whatever, I'd go ride my bike. Or when Amanda made me mad and I didn't want to talk, I'd go ride my bike. I'd go to the skate park. I'd talk to my friends. Like, that was the idol. And he really convicted me of that, like, and I had to take a step back and be like, okay, this is just something I'm passionate about and good at, but Mm -hmm. this isn't, this doesn't bring me salvation. This doesn't bring me, it wouldn't even really bring me out of, like, the anger that I felt or the frustration or the sadness or whatever was going on in my life. And I really had to take a step back and be like, oh, yeah, okay, if I want to keep riding bikes and if I want God to be, I guess, ordain it in a way, mm-hmm. not that like, it's kind of a weird way to say it, but I could just feel bless that, it. Just to yeah, bless, bless it. it. Yeah. Like yeah, I could feel that like, if I didn't take a step back from that and really like, I started like, I started like praying before I go ride. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, a lot of times it's usually like not a fun day riding my bike. And you've talked about praying before a jump. If I'm going to do a new trick. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually like, God, if your hand is on this, like, please just keep me safe. Um, mm-hmm. Even if I fall, just yeah. keep me from getting hurt, so I can you, go home to my yeah, wife. You told me like, Lord, let it, let me bless you. With yeah, this, yeah. And it's like landing this trick, which yep. is just like giving it to Him. Yep. And, yeah. And it, and sometimes I don't land it, and sometimes I get a really, and it comes with like the territory of the sport. Like mm-hmm. you get a gut feeling, like you're yeah. like, for some reason I want to do this trick, but it is not the right time. Mm-hmm. Something doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. There's wind, whatever the the outside source may be or whatever. Um, But sometimes you feel, you're like, I can do this, Mm. but I've never done it before and it's super scary. And you're like, God, just whatever happens, keep me safe. Right. And and that's what I always do. Um, And and even when the trick doesn't, like when I'm like, I want to do this, but I shouldn't. Mm. I'm like, all right, God, if I shouldn't do this, just give me, just lead me away from it. And a lot of times it'll be like, yep, today's not the day. And it's like, cool. And I just take a step back. Just have to take, you know, swallow my pride right. and, and put that aside and be like, you know, I might want to look cool in front of all my friends or in front of all these people, but if it's not the right time, it's not worth getting hurt. It, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, totally right. not worth getting hurt. And so, right. yeah. I've, I've, something I've been kind of in awe just of God recently is I've noticed I have a hard time praying for things that I find maybe minute, mm. Mm. like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, God, please, please help me get a good grade on this test. Yeah. Like, it almost seems kind of dumb. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not, exactly. It's, I think it's a lie to believe that that is dumb. Yeah. I'm trying to right, think. it's I know still a communication. Verse. Right. But That's happening. What's amazing about God is he is so big Right. But he also values the little things that are in your life well, that you're going through, that you're 
he's omnipresent too. Right. He's always exactly. there. He's always yeah. with you. Like, right. and when you become a believer in Christ, you get the Holy Spirit who lives within you and, and dwells with you. And, right. and it's not like he doesn't want to bless, bless your life. You know, we don't believe that, uh, being a Christian means that you're always going to have prosperity and happiness right. and, right. and right. Exactly. you know, that's totally wrong. We, and we know that, but doesn't mean that God doesn't, you know, have a plan for your life yeah. and doesn't, Right. doesn't want to bless you, you know, maybe you need that good grade and maybe that'll help push right. you into a new season of life. Who, yeah, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, it's, I find it myself, I find myself when I go to pray for something, maybe personal, maybe it's something personal. And then I'm like, man, but I should be really praying for this. I should be praying for, you know, my sick family member mm-hmm. or I should be praying, you know, like yeah. things that, you don't necessarily think pertain to the grand, the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. But it's, yeah, like you're saying, it's, it all ties in. God cares about everything. Yeah. He loved, like he loves his kids. Like he loves the fact that you ride bikes. Yep. Yeah. And, and you were talking about how you used bikes and action sports as an idol. Yeah. Could you talk about more, maybe the blessing that maybe that God put action sports in your life to actually be like that comfort that you talked about. Yeah. Like and it has been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. But like when you said it, it was a heart thing yeah. when I got my heart in the right place. Yeah. Like, I think we, we easily can go, this thing is an idol. I need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because sometimes there are things that are idols that we need to get rid of. And then we need right. to just like, this needs to go. It has to be gone. It's it's only ca- causing damage and destruction in your life. Right. Um, right. <laughs> he's so cute. Um, but like mountain biking, it wasn't causing that damage and destruction mm-hmm. in the way of like, I don't, it's hard to explain. It, it was more of just instead of going to God, I was going to that, like I yeah. said. Um, and and it, it was, God was like, no, 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 I need to be first. Mm. Like, I want to bless this. You can meet so many new people. You can preach the gospel, you know, like on all my, like on my helmet and my snowboard yeah. and like all my stuff, I have like Jesus stickers and like yeah. it brings up lots of good conversations. And that's right. actually how I met Grant um, was the Jesus Saves Pro sticker on the back of my helmet. Right. And he was like, man, I want one of those. And we like talked and became friends, found out he was Christian and I got him a couple stickers for him and his son and they rock them on their <laughs> helmets and now other friends. And, but God was like, and at that time I was still kind of treating it like an idol where I was just like, it just, it was like God's over here in this box, bikes are over here in this box. Mm. But as I've become, uh, as I've grown in Christ and as God has sanctified me, I've realized how big God is and how much we should fear the Lord and how he always needs to be first in everything. Um, And it was like, okay, yeah, you got to take a step back from treating bikes like it's your God and and instead talk to God and put him first and then bikes will come after that and you still get to do it. It still gets to be awesome. You still get to meet new people and do new tricks and have fun, but the Lord needs to be first in all of it. And that was important to realize was like, okay, I... And I, I kind of had this fear, and I think it was just something I put in myself, but it was like, I don't want God to just take this thing away because mm-hmm. God will yeah. take those things away if you're just, if it's that idol and he will, like, he could rip it away in any way that he sees 
Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, and I was like, I don't want to lose mountain biking. I enjoy it. I enjoy my friends. I don't want to lose, you know, that part of my life. So it's like, I need to take a step back and be like, Lord, you come first in everything. Yeah. And then bikes can come second. And that has really blessed that time on my bike. And like I said, it's so many friends because of it. And I went to a Christian action sports camp in West Virginia to compete and now I know the guy who runs the camp and Amanda went with me and they just had a baby. And so that made so many connections there. Yeah, and it's right. just like, it's been really awesome. And he uses action sports like crazy to preach the gospel. And it is so awesome the what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Even locally, Robbie, you've, you've used action sports as a form of ministry. Like, yeah. And I don't know if you fully realize it too, but there are high schoolers, middle schoolers that... I've met in wildlife and young life that know who you are because mm-hmm. they've seen you at the skate park. And really? I have two coworkers now that both know who you are because yeah. they've seen you at the skate park and, um, be like, Oh yeah, I know. Like, I know Robbie. He's great. I love that guy. You like you, you leave an influence no matter where you're at, which is really, really cool to see. And I think that whether you knew it or not, and I don't some, a lot of times, God has <laughs> continued to, work through you to to bring some joy to other people through just you spending time at the skate park. Yeah. Because not everyone, <laughs> very few people I think are taking slope style mountain bikes and trick bikes or whatever to the skate park and going into the bowl and doing tricks on that. Maybe you'll see a BMX bike, <laughs> but you won't see the bikes that you're bringing there. And it's yeah. super cool for people to be like, oh yeah, he just, he just does some crazy things there. So, yeah. And I've always been the guy, especially like, I grew up in a, a peer group riding bikes who were always just rude to kids. Mm-hmm. They were always like, mm-hmm. talk down to them. They're in the way, you know, like, get out of my way. This is my yeah. skate park. Like, I'm trying to have fun. And they're just there uh, because they want to have fun and they need these kids to get out of the way and mm-hmm. be rude. And they always would make fun of me because I would show up to the skate park and like 20 kids would swarm my car because they're like, oh my gosh, Robbie's here. Because I was always <laughs> nice to them. I would yeah. teach them tricks or I would be like, hey, you know, I don't want to be the bad guy that keeps you from coming to the skate park. Like, we're trying to ride this this one, say, feature at the skate park, mm-hmm. and you guys are just cutting right in between it and not looking where you're going, and one of us is going to get hurt. Yeah. And it's either me or it's you or it's someone else, and it's like, if you guys could just either stay over here or watch where you're going or ride with us and just wait your turn, yeah. that mm-hmm. would be awesome. And, like, having people talk to them like that, kids were like, oh. You know, because a lot of these kids at the skate park were, like, kids that come from bad, broken homes. Like, I right. know some kids who have parents who, like, one kid was like, oh, yeah, my dad sold this so he could, like, buy alcohol or do this mm-hmm. thing. And I'm like, that is so sad to me. Right. It's like, I don't want to be the guy that keeps you from coming to the skate park because right. I'm rude to you, like yeah. a parent might be. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. let's keep you coming here because you have fun. And, like, yeah, I need you to maybe stay out of the way of the older riders. And, right. like, I would kind of play that, like, middleman where, like, the other guys were, like, rude and would yell at the kids. And I'd be like, no, I'm just going to go talk to him and be, like, the cool right. guy and – not to be the cool guy, but just be like, hey, I don't want to be rude, but you, I wish somebody would have talked to me like this. You want to be an example of Christ in exactly. this situation. Exactly, and been like, yeah, let's be gracious about it. Like, yeah. you have fun, but there are some things. Like, yeah. let me be truthful as well. And I think there's some goodness in that as well. Like, we don't have to be always just, like, super nice over the yeah. top, but you can bring some truth to it. Like, hey, I like what you guys are doing, but you got to stay out of the way. Like, yeah. you're going to get hurt. I'm going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And But that, that brought me a lot of... Um, uh, I guess I don't know how to 
say like I would get made fun of a lot by the by the riders either that were wow. my age or a little older because wow. I, they were like oh Robbie and the kid like they would just make fun of me and call me all kind of derogatory names wow. but I was always not to sound like cocky but I was always better than them as mm. a rider and so yeah. they 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 didn't like that that I moved from a a scooter to a bike <laughs> and then was a better rider than them and yeah. was nicer to kids was always just something that they were like they just hated that and so I that's get, why you're mm. sponsored by transition bikes. <laughs> exactly. well, but that's exactly it. And those same guys aren't. Yeah. And and I don't mean, I don't want to say that in like a way that sounds rude, but it's true. Like they aren't sponsored riders. They right. aren't. You know, they for some reason like when certain riders were at the skate park, I would sit on the other end of the skate park and not talk to them. Mm. I would just put my headphones mm. in and ride because I would always ride and they would just sit and talk and then ride a little bit and sit and talk. Mm. And I could see them just staring at me and talking about, like I could feel that they were talking mm. about me. Um, right. But yeah, because I was nice or because I actually like focused and was there to ride yeah. and maybe learn something new and become a better rider. Right. And like they, I, I got a lot of hate for that. Wow. But yeah. that's where, that's where mountain biking for me, I really fell in love with because I met so many, I had never met any Christian BMX riders, skateboard riders, anything like wow. that. But I got into mountain biking and like, my first friend was Christian and then That's I meet so cool. other Christians who ride mountain bikes. And then I, and then I see people instead of being rude, if someone's in the way, other riders, not myself would go out of their way to be like, Hey, you know, your kids can't play on these jumps. There's people riding bikes that are jumping mm -hmm. these 20 foot jumps. And if they land on your kid, like it's going to be yeah. so bad. Like, yeah. and like they'd be so kind and so like patient that. with people. And I was like, man, this, this is a group of people that I really want to be around. Right. And, and it was just awesome. And I think there's a, there's a butterfly effect to, <laughs> <clears throat> the mountain biking community community being like that where if if you're like hey your kid might get landed on yeah i don't want them to be landed on so you might want to hop off this jump those parents will probably continue to bring that kid back yeah and that mm -hmm. kid will go oh yeah i want to be a part of this i want to be on these jumps and so like, that grows the community that has a has an effect that yeah is way beyond just that one moment yeah like there's uh i go to spokane a lot to ride bikes and there's a kid that I saw, and he was always just wearing, like, hiking boots and riding, like, a cheap <laughs> bike. And he was just, like, making lap after lap. He wouldn't talk to anyone. He was just riding all yeah, the time, yeah. just never stopping. And I saw him, like, last year, and he's in, like, proper riding clothes and mm. a nice bike. And he's just, like, he's so good now. And that's I was so like, cool. I'm like, that's so cool. And we were always super nice to him anytime he would talk to us. Yeah. And we'd always, like, give him a tip if he needed it on, like, how yeah. to hit a new jump or, like, whatever he's doing. And, and it was just cool because he, like, he would just run around on the hill because he lived close hmm. on Beacon Hill there. Yeah. And he would just run around as a kid and then he got a bike and so he started riding all the time and now he's like a really good bike rider. I'm <laughs> like, it's so cool to watch that. that. Like, because the people in the area were nice. They weren't like, get out of here. You're in the way. Like, quit being like, yeah. quit being a kid. Like, they were just nice to him. And that right. Was and that's a, that's a testament to, like, I can think of many times when I was a kid when someone older than me spoke life into me yeah or encouraged me affirmed me right but that just that just speaks to the power of that like yeah. a kid at the skate park is going to remember the moment that robbie cook like complimented his trick yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and it, it might be the reason that he keeps doing it you yeah. know what i mean it is a reason why a couple kids have kept doing it yeah mm -hmm. and then out of my cool. way to like teach a kid yeah. a trick and now he's like a friend of mine right, like, right. I, I, yeah. I taught a kid how to do a trick on a scooter and 
And then he was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So he kept coming back and coming back. <laughs> and now he's like yeah, super good. Mm. But he's also, he's got a half pipe in his shop at his house. That's like so his dad uh, built him a half pipe. So now he's like, hey, you want to come over and ride? Like it's snowy outside. We can't go to the skate yeah. park. Mm. You want to come ride? And it's like, oh, that it's is indoor? Open. Yeah. So it's like open. That's wild. Yeah. It's like it's dope. literally open doors for me. Like a, it's giving cool. me a place to like go. And yeah. it, yeah, it's cool. Pipe. Yeah. I mean, not that it, just casual. And that's yeah. why you invest in the youth. <laughs> that's why. But that's Reap just one example of, of how that's happened. Like, right. just being nice yeah. to one kid has yeah. really helped me. Because if I was rude, of course, I'm not going to get invited to his house. Like, yeah, like, what do you expect? Like, if I'm one of the people who, like, get out of the way, you're just, you know, causing a problem at the skate park, like, of course he's not going to be nice to me. Like, right. So, yeah, what are you doing? Are you feeding into the negative connotation? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or are you, are you doing was, stuff to improve it? You know? I was always talked down to. Right. So I wanted to see the opposite of that happen yeah, with the kids exactly. around me. Because yeah. I was like, when I was a kid going to the skate park, when I still lived with my mom, I got my scooter thrown out of the skate park. Oh. And hey. told and told not co- not to come back. <laughs> wow. But because I would go to the skate park at a different time than these people who were there, I would be there when they showed up. Mm-hmm. And so because I was the one kid who would who would wait their turn instead of just getting in the way. Um, they'd be like, you know what? You can stay. You're the cool kid. And so that, like, I was like, okay, oh. if I'm nice and patient. And then I was like, as I grew older, I was like, well, if I just teach these kids instead of yelling at them, they don't have to go through the process of like figuring out if it's them, mm. like themselves, or if it's the person just being rude, or if they're like the problem. Yeah. And it's like, if I can just right. help these kids, like that's and, being a, yeah, you're yeah. a mediator. You're teaching them, hey, there's there is a system yeah. in place mm-hmm. that allows you to ride when you're supposed to ride and allows no one to get hurt yeah Yeah. and as and as i've you know grown in christ that's i've just become more like yeah of course i want to go out of my way to make sure these kids have fun or if they they're like hey watch me do this new trick i'm like yeah cool of course i'll stop what i'm doing like sometimes i have to be like okay i I can't just stand here and watch you right yeah it's like i I am here for another reason yeah Yeah. Yeah. watch me that happens happens a lot or used to happen a lot at skate park but Do, do you think do you think Jesus would have been really good at, at mountain biking? <laughs> do you think he's a scooter guy? I don't or think, mountain biker? I want to what think that he would have, but I mean, no. He seems like he came, he came, seems like he a came for a different purpose. A longboarder? <laughs> that just longboard around eyes along the Jordan, Yo. just longboarding <laughs> the Jordan. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wind in his hair. No, he was a carpenter, so he would have been like a skateboarder. Or something. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Already made a right. nice trucks. Yeah, in their shops. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Make some, make some nice boards. Rip tape, some trucks. That's hilarious. I used to skateboard. Yeah? Did you? No, yeah. Kind I used of. to skateboard. Not really. I don't. I once had a skateboard. I, I once, yeah. That's kind <laughs> of what I Wait, you and Sydney longboard? Hey. We Occasionally. Do. Counts. Occasionally. Count it. We haven't been doing it. I never bombed lately, any mad hills, though. No, Ooh, that's no. that's not that that's, that's not worth me. it. I had Heelys. That was the most intense Whoa. I got. Dude, I had Heelys, and when we'd go to Costco because it was so oh, smooth, no. we just Heely around Costco. Oh, I'm so not good. allowed to have those. My mom refused to buy those for me. The first yeah. time I put put those on, it's terrible. I just I went just like feet up from under me. Yeah. <laughs> right on back your back. On, my, on the hardwood floors. Mm. Lost all the breath in your lungs. Yeah, yeah. literally. Oh my God, at, I can't do this. At church last week, we were hanging out right after service. <laughs> and one of the one of the kids walks by and I'm like, she's kind of walking weird. And I hear a little like clickety clack. I'm like, Heelys. she's got Heelys on. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> Did they make like 
Helios that had like hard plastic on the bottom, so you could like hop off your Helios and grind down a rail. That'd be so like, dope. So they were like, what? they were like treating them kind of like rollerblades, but they were like shoes. You can still buy brand new Helios. I know it's crazy. Still, I didn't know yeah, that. It's still a brand. Kids aren't really thing. into it anymore. No, but I think when whatever. I worked at Big yeah. Five, cool. they had Helios. Oh there. yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I never got actual Helios. I only got these weird off-brand, but they had, like, the wheel would go up inside the shoe, and you click yeah. a button I on the back, those. and they pop down. I thought those, those were, were so cool. Were no, the Heelys, no, the Heelys, you had to pop the, the wheel out. But they were, oh. Heelys were, like, more yeah. stable, and they were, like, better quality, but I was like, I'll take these. If They're you think enough. about it, Heelys were, like, the OG one wheel. Yeah. <laughs> but there were two wheels. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Whoa. Right. Ah. But it's like, it's like, okay, we'll take some, we'll take some skateboard wheels and think about and think put about them in a shoe. But then, like, that muscle on the shin because like to to healy to lift constantly to lift your flexing foot. that muscle oh yeah your leg Ooh, yeah. what a workout it's constant <laughs> any anyway new workout routine i have Heelys. oh dude i healy new, 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 new tiktok trend forget about rollerblading or whatever we're, we're healing <laughs> now dude i'll go buy some healy <laughs> let's go do to it anyways i have um possibly a final question unless yes no, two-parter um, so what, what is the big dream, Robbie? Like, there's no limits. What is your big dream? Uh, like my big dream, like I, it's like my wildest dream kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely just to be a professional mountain bike rider, to ride my bike every day and to get paid to do it where I can like support my wife and my son, but also be able to ride my bike every day like that's just what that would be my job yeah. and whatever that would look like whether it's you know because that's to be the best in the world at the discipline that i do is really hard yeah it takes a lot um and the best rider in the world is above he's on another level above like the second best rider in the world it, it's mm. just a the yeah. increment is insane so to be able to just be a professional bike rider that gets to ride every day would be amazing and that would yeah. that's my real dream like that is the one that's like the end all where i can just enjoy riding bikes every day and being around people and meeting new people and traveling and doing that with my wife would be that'd be it van life that's Hashtag actually life. yeah we've, we've been talking about getting a van yeah to be able to get well, that mercedes uh yeah, Mercedes are so expensive. Dodge Promaster. <laughs> Actually, the Promaster, <laughs> the Promaster is the best because it has the most room inside. Yeah. It's it's a tall square, and we're like, and they're cheaper. What's yeah. the name of those Mercedes vans? Sprinter. Sprinter. Sprinters. Amazing. Too too expensive. I've, I've got a friend who's they're got a Sprinter, so and it's built out, and it's like ninety thousand dollars or a hundred thousand oh dollars. They're, 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 <laughs> they're, they're ridiculous. Yeah, but that's the big dream. Cool, man. Final question. I just thought of this on the spot. Sweet. <laughs> So we talked about a lot of things. You're a dad. You're a Christian. You're a aspiring professional bike rider. I think you are a pro in my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I said it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those things, who do you do it in honor of? Man, I don't know if I've thought about that. I haven't really put... That's rough. Like, I guess I need to think about who I really am doing it in honor of. Yeah, um, that can be an answer. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never really thought about it that way, and that's a really interesting way to think about. Your... And it doesn't have to be necessarily in who, but in what, in honor of what. Like, and I, I and I can. There's a few things that come to my mind, and you could <laughs> you uh, can answer for you. Know, you know, well, I, maybe I don't have no, to answer I, for you, but you can elaborate or go yes, no, because I think that there's 
we can do things in honor of our belief of God, um, which I think is a, you could say it's a Sunday school answer, but it's, it's very real. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> but also in honor of what you want your son to see. That's a cool way to put it. I guess um, I didn't think I, I was thinking about like who, who am I doing? Like the, the way yeah, the question is. Um, yeah, but, but exactly no, what Ben said. I, it's like kind of to leave a legacy. Like, yeah. and you know, like you said, going to the skate park and like mm-hmm. having that influence on people and people are like, yeah, I know that guy. Like he's cool. Like he's so nice. And he's like fun to watch and fun to be around. Like to be that guy and just to continue to do that and like meet new people and have fun and make people laugh and teach kids new things and, uh, either keep them on a bike or just just to have them have a good experience wherever I am. Like, that's that's the reason why. Like, that mm-hmm. is a huge thing. And for my son to look at that and be like, mm-hmm. oh, man, my dad is, like, pretty cool. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That, that's could, all you, I need. You could say is, like, in honor of a legacy I haven't left yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. starting that. There I mean, go. a lot of us. That's pretty I like cool. That. That's, yeah. that's what I hear you saying. Uh, from what I've ever heard is, like, as we reach the end of our lives, we start thinking about, the legacy we're leaving, but it's like, what if we start thinking about that? Yeah, and we should way before. Now. You like should think about that about, now. Yeah, thinking about it now. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to look back and be like, oh man, I wish I would have done this more. I wish I would have preached the gospel right. more because right. I already wish that now. Like, yeah. I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, man, there's so many opportunities I could have, and there's so many people I could have reached. Like, let's do it now. Like, let's think about that now. Like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be remembered for? And like, how many lives do you want to have touched? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, do you want to do it for the glory of God? Or for the glory of yourself. And that's a big that's a big thing. You should think about that. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode two of our conversation with Robbie Cook. Follow us on Instagram at inhonor underscore and keep a lookout for future episodes. Also, don't forget, if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and follow us, subscribe to us, hit the like button, etc. And if you want to support In Honor, go ahead and leave us a positive review. It really helps. Thank you, and see you next week.